This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 77-inch. On this week's episode, we conclude the long-awaited, definitive, top five, even worse songs with our good friend, Angel Valenzuela. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Are we back to normal yet? Yes, we're back on schedule. Now, Dave, when we started the podcast back on episode one inch, we wrote out our definitive plan of every single episode that was going to happen through 2000 inch. And since the beginning, 76 inch was supposed to be part two of the even worse top five. And yes, it did get a little bit derailed. So now we're back to normal. We're just going to have to move everyone down one. I think that means that we have to bump episode 2000 inch with Weird Al to episode 2001 inch, but we're only doing 2000 episodes. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, but it it was for a good reason. You know, we got to talk to Portugal, the man for a second time. It just exploded. There was so much positive feedback from that episode from the guys themselves. You know, the Portugal, the man foundation retweeted us. We're liking the tweets. Zach was liking it. And... Something really exciting happened. Weird Al himself, he retweeted the episode and it went out to all his 5 million followers. We were thrilled. That is so exciting to get retweeted by Weird Al. And of course, everything that Weird Al tweets ends up on the homepage of his website for a little while. We're actually on the homepage of Weird Al's website. How cool. That was so exciting. I did not see that coming. I remember last time we interviewed Portugal the Man, they retweeted us, and then Al retweeted their retweet. So this was actually Al going right to the source and retweeting straight from at 2000 Inch. It was so pretty stinking majestic. (laughs) Yeah, really, Al. Just cut out the middleman next time and retweet us. Don't go through Portugal the Man. (laughs) We're getting tired of everything that we want you to retweet. We got to send it to Portugal the Man. Then you got to tweet it. Then you got to retweet it. You can just retweet us directly. It works fine that way. Well, luckily he did that. (laughs) And of course, the big reason we had Portugal the Man on last week was to chat about their brand new single featuring Weird Al called Who's Gonna Stop Me? And it's just, it's so good. So if you haven't heard that yet, I don't know what you're doing. Head on to YouTube, check out that song. It's on Apple Music, Spotify. It's, you know, you can purchase it at all the digital music locations. And according to our interview last week, hopefully... A vinyl of it is coming soon. I am so excited to get some new Weird Al music on vinyl. Yeah, who would have thought (laughs) that would ever happen (laughs) again? Hey, it's 2020. Expect nothing. (laughs) Now, another little bonus from moving our schedule around is it gave our listeners an extra week to get in their personal top five songs on even worse yeah thank you everyone for being patient as we put the list on hold to talk to john Gurley and zach carruthers from portugal the man all about their brand new song we've tabulated your results and we will share those at the end of the episode to see what our audience's collective but not definitive top five songs are as you may have seen yesterday i mean al's retweeted this video multiple times he's retweeted our episode but the promotion for their brand new song who's gonna stop me is still going on because yesterday al sent out a tweet where he announced that he will be doing a reddit ama ask me anything with portugal the man Yes, it's going to be on Thursday, October 22nd. That's tomorrow if you're listening on the day this dropped. And that is going to be at 3 p.m. Hollywood Star Time, 6 p.m. Burrito Burrito Time. So we hope that you guys will go in there and ask them a bunch of questions about our podcast, how much they love it, and stuff like that. We will share the link over in our group, group group.2000inch.com. Yeah, so those of you who are more Reddit literate, you can check out. It's going to be username PTM. X Weird Al, and it's going to be on the slash r slash music subreddit. So get your questions in, and we cannot wait to see this AMA. It's going to be so much fun. Ethan, I know that I have watched the video for Who's Going to Stop Me a million times already. A million times? I'm so jealous. I've only watched it 999,999 times. Oh, really? Why is that? 
Well, of course, I took 42 seconds out of my week to watch the full album stream of Shakewell over on Shakewell.com. S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. Whoa, they have the full album streaming? Not only that, but it has commentary by Bob Cummins Jr. Holy cow! Wow! Who's that? Does it matter? He's wearing headphones and he doesn't say anything and it's only 42 seconds long, but it's still one of my all-time favorite videos ever. It sounds absolutely amazing. Where can I see it? Well, of course, visit shakewell.com. S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. Now, some other Al news from last week. He shared an Instagram video that he had recorded for at a walk on water on Instagram, where he announced their virtual fundraiser. A walk on water will be holding their virtual fundraiser this Saturday, October 24th from four o'clock to 530 p.m. Hollywood star time. That's seven o'clock p.m. to 830 p.m. Burrito burrito time. You can sign up right now by heading over to a walkonwater.org and they're going to have amazing performances and special guests. There's no word if Al's going to be there, but we do know that Jeff Swampy Marsh, the executive producer of Phineas and Ferb and Milo Murphy's Law, will be there hosting. Al also announced in his video that they will have auction items up on a walkonwater.org. Well, some of those auction items are up right now on the website. And if you want to support this great cause, it's a nonprofit that provides surf therapy for children with special needs. So head on over to a walkonwater.org for more information. Now, here's some other breaking news that fans of comedy music will absolutely love. There is a brand new Dr. Demento cheesy compilation album coming out on November 27th, a.k.a. Black Friday. It is called First Century Dementia, the oldest novelty records of all time, and it covers songs from 1895 through 1923. So, yes, Weird Al will not be on there because it does not cover his time frame. Well, unless Weird Al's a time traveler and he happened to record under a different name. But, you know, what are the chances of that? (laughs) Now, this is a huge collector's alert because there's a limited edition two-disc black vinyl gatefold LP that will only be available at independent record stores on Record Store Day. And, of course, it will also be available on CD. If you're interested in getting an autographed copy, you can do so over on store.drdemento.com, where you can also pick up t-shirts, stickers, buttons, and a lot more fun, crazy, demented items. Now, if you remember back to episode 73-inch a couple weeks ago, we had a special surprise guest during our news segment, Summer Woods. She had that incredible Weird Al original song, Piano Medley, And we talked to her for a little bit and she said she was going to work on some more stuff. And we're super excited to be the first people to announce that her brand new Weird Al medley video is set to premiere on October 23rd. That's Friday. Summer just launched a brand new Patreon page over at patreon.com slash summerwoods. And on there, she posted this exclusive behind the scenes video for her brand new Weird Al piano medley. We highly recommend checking it out. It's really interesting to see her process of figuring out which songs to do and which songs to put in which order. It's very interesting. Highly recommended. So check out patreon.com slash summer woods and while you're on patreon why don't you also head over to patreon.com slash 2000 inch i am so excited to see summer's brand new weird owl medley video set to premiere on october 23rd and you know ethan october 23rd that's a very important day for weird owl fans because back on october 23rd 1959 something very important happened do you know what that is ethan yes of course dave october 23rd 1959 is the birthday of Sam Raimi, and he directed the original Spider-Man trilogy featuring Tobey Maguire, which, of course, Weird Al did a parody of Piano Man by Billy Joel called Ode to a Superhero, and without Sam Raimi, we may not have that song. While that is technically correct, that is not who I was thinking of. There is somebody else very important in Weird Al history, born on October 23rd, 1959. Oh. 
Oh, Dave. All right. We'll stop goofing around. The person who's very important to Weird Al history, born on October 23rd, 1959, is none other than Nancy Grace. Of course, Nancy Grace, she's the legal commentator. She's a television journalist. You know, she had the show Nancy Grace. But most importantly to the world of Weird Al from 96 to 2007, she hosted Closing Arguments on Court TV. And of course, as we all know, Court TV is mentioned in Weird Al's song Couch Potato from the same album as Ode to a Superhero, Poodle Hat. Well, that is also a cool Weird Al connection. That is not the person I'm thinking of. Now think, October 23rd birthday related to Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, okay. In 1959, so that would have been... Michael Crichton's 17th birthday. Yeah, he's the author of the Jurassic Park novels. And of course, we wouldn't have Weird Al's song Jurassic Park or the video for Weird Al's song Jurassic Park without Michael Crichton's novels. Thanks, Dave, for pointing that out. All right, that's less of a stretch than Nancy Grace, but come on, there's definitely somebody that's a lot more intertwined in Weird Al Yankovic history that was born on October 23rd. Okay, okay, Dave. I'm done playing around. I'm done playing around. I know who you've been talking about the whole time. Our audience knows who we've been talking about the whole time. Of course, October 23rd, 1959 was the 34th birthday of Johnny Carson. He's the host of The Tonight Show. And of course, Weird Al has the song, Here's Johnny, all about Johnny Carson's sidekick, Ed McMahon. And of course, Al performed on The Tonight Show on July 25th, 1985. You know, he played Yoda and hooked on polkas. And of course, Dave, Johnny Carson's 34th birthday. What a wonderful day. Back in 1959. Ethan, are you joking with me? I'm going to give you one more shot. Somebody important in Weird Al Yankovic history that was born on October 23rd. Come on, there's only one obvious choice here. (sighs) Dave, of course I know. Of course, October 23rd, 1959 was the fifth birthday of director Ang Lee. He did The Hulk. He did all sorts of movies, including the important one, Taking Woodstock. You know, of course, the film that I was an extra in. You can see me eating watermelon. And where would Al be without me? Alfred Matthew Yankovic. It's Al's birthday. His 61st birthday in 2020. He was born on October 23rd, 1959. Well, I don't see how that's relevant. Anyway, from all of us at Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, a very, very merry happy birthday to you, Weird Al Yankovic. Happy birthday, Al. All right, well, do we have any gift ideas? What can we get, Weird Al? You know, what do you give a guy who already has a solid gold swimming pool and lifetime supply of accordions? Well, there's only one thing that you can give that guy, and that is delicious vegan Mexican food. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped into quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito, 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 but every burrito, burrito, burrito can be burrito, burrito. And yes, I did that all in one take. Burrito, burrito, the greatest vegan Mexican food. And as we've mentioned before, you know what else is vegan? Chia pet hair. As we saw last week, the Yankovic family has started their Weird Al Chia Pet. Dave, how's yours doing? Well, for fans of our podcast who enjoy the weekly Chia Pet updates, unfortunately, this is going to be the last one from me. Oh, no. Yeah. Al's hair isn't looking all that hot. I mean, it's starting to wilt. (laughs) It's pretty much all dead. There is still one single sprout that's sticking out from the very top of Weird Al's head that's hanging on. But basically, it's on his last legs. I'm going to turn it over to our intern, Frank. I'm going to make him clean it up. I'm going to actually see if I can get him to eat some of the hair while it's still attached (laughs) to Al's head. But, I mean, it's pretty much over at this point. It lasted a pretty long time. I'm very impressed with how well it came out, and I'm very impressed with how long it lasted. And it was a fun experiment. I would do it again. Well, you know, the opportunity is coming up. You could replant your chia on Weird Al's birthday. That might be a good idea. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun growing this chia pet. For any of our listeners who have not started their chia pet yet, I highly recommend doing it. And don't forget to post pictures of your chia pet progress over at group.2000inch.com. We love to see all of our listeners' chia pets. I saw a really interesting Weird Al chia pet. The band Nerf Herder, headed by Perry Grip, 
who he does a lot of work on, Storybots, which Al has been featured on, the Nerf Herder, Weird Al Chia Pet, they not only put chia seeds on al's hair and mustache they also gave him chest hair i'm really excited (laughs) to see how that turns out okay i think we waited long enough if you have not heard part one of our definitive top five yet or you just want to go back and refresh your memory make sure to check out episode 75 inch to hear us go through every song on even worse for an in-depth analysis and to kick off our personal number five song choices If you don't want to go back, luckily, Frank put together this nifty montage to help you remember. Previously on Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. I think it'd be really nerdy if a podcast went through and tried to rank songs on a certain album. What should we do? Even worse. Welcome Angel, Valenzuela. Mostly play shoots and ladders. The tracks on Even Worse. Fat, stuck in a closet with Vanna White. (laughs) (laughs) This song's just six words long. You make me. I think I'm a clone now. I think I'm a clone now. I think I'm a clone now. Lasagna. Melanie. Alimony. Hulk Hogan's theme song. Velvet Elvis. Twister. I think I'm a clone now. Good old days. This is definitive. The number five song, Twister. This is on my list as well. 3.80 ERA. 1,974 lifetime strikeouts. I thought Murder Hornets <laughs> were going to be a lot bigger problem. My number five is Melanie. Is number one on my honorable mention. Where's Sean James? My number five, Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White. I was reading off of a paper. My number four song is You Make Me. He killed himself. <laughs> then how can he sing the song? Who does that? Who makes waffles? We're going to continue this on episode 76 inch. All right, Dave, what is your number four track? My number four track is a, a parody song and it is Lasagna. Hey, that's my number four too. Oh, awesome, awesome. We're right on the same page on that one. Yes. The the reason why this is my number four, it's a little personal to me. I'm actually half Italian in heritage, so a lot of the things that Al talks about really hit close to home like um I <laughs> like eating picture, food you know, <laughs> yeah, like eating italian food you know and just in general when he's describing you know the whole lasagna you know the, the family sitting down and eating the the meals together and things like that it just reminded me you know as a child you know big italian family getting together and you know everything of course is centered around food you know when you sit at the table you know and you know my great aunts are all trying to push food on us you know christmas dinner you know you gotta eat manja manja you know that kind of thing so i pictured you as soon as he said cousin luigi i don't have a cousin luigi but you know like a, you get nice roly-poly and nice and a big like a cousin luigi my mind went to my great uncle pete and just every time i heard the lyric cousin luigi i was thinking of uncle pete you know and and also another reason i like this song is just visually i could picture everything that was happening and i could set it like i almost if I had the ability as a child to do this, I would have. I would have made a music video out of lasagna just by filming Christmas dinner with my family. <laughs> you know. So, and it would have been it would have been perfect. And then when Al later did do the lasagna music video as part of the Weird Al show, he pretty much hit it right on on target with what he did when he had the people sitting around the table and and you know basically what was happening in Italian dinner. There were a couple things he got wrong, so I would have fixed those. But I mean, it was really <laughs> cool to kind of see that Al basically had the same idea that I did. You know what a music video should look like in my head. You know many years earlier, and he did it many years later. So so that's why I thought it was cool. I also enjoyed it because. As a child in elementary school, I had to learn the lyrics to La Bamba for a recital, you know, as a as an elementary school recital. So I still probably can go through La Bamba and I can probably sing that song straight through because I know all the lyrics in Spanish. <laughs> and I also had to learn the English translation to those lyrics as well so I can understand what was happening. So I could probably go through and I could sing the song in English as well. So that song is a little close to me and definitely having like, like five years of Spanish in high school helped reinforce you know the fact that you know (laughs) i knew the spanish the original song i knew the spanish i could translate it i could understand it i knew the italian you know and the italian the kind of the fake italian words that al was trying to use in there i i I knew what i knew all the references and what everything was so that song really struck uh close to home for me that's great i i love the song because it's just it's a funny song it's just such a fun song the accordion is just amazing in it and I remember in elementary school, we had a book that we had to read. Like it was like the big book that we would read from. And there's like a bunch of different stories in it. And I remember one of them was about a guy singing La Bamba and they had like some of the lyrics to La Bamba in there. And all the kids were trying to figure out like how the song went because nobody actually knew the song. 
and I guessed to sing it like lasagna, and I guess I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a great song. One of my favorites from the album, and that's why I put it on there at number four. Yeah, I like eating lasagna. It's pretty, uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the song, too. I, I think it's funny how he takes, you know, like a Spanish, Mexican-style song and turns it into Italian. <laughs> it's just, that's, that's funny to me, you know. <laughs> And definitely looking forward to eventually hearing Weird Al do an entire song of lasagna in entirely Italian. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, since mine was a repeat of yours, Dave, I'll give you my number three. And my number three is I think I'm a clone now. Why? Why is why is uh, number three on your list? I think I'm a clone now, Ethan. You say that like it shouldn't be on my list at all. (laughs) Do you do you not like that song, Dave? (laughs) No, I, I think it's a great song. You know, I've, I've always been a fan and follower of science, and this is definitely, like, one of Al's most scientific songs. So I, I, I like that aspect of it. You know, I remember in seventh grade when we were learning about cloning, I brought this song in for everyone to listen to, and I don't know if they ever played it, but I tried. Uh, <laughs> and I just have always really enjoyed it. And I just think it's a funny song, and I, I just like picturing it. You know, I like the puns in the song, you know. I love the line, every pair of jeans is a hand-me-down. It's just, it's so funny, and it's just such a catchy song. I heard I Think I'm a Clone Now before the original, and I've just always really enjoyed it. So that's why I wanted it on my list, and I put it at number three. I did not have I Think I'm a Clone Now on my list, although I do enjoy the song very much. Um, I was just surprised to see it that high on, on your list. But, you know, it is a it is a fun little song. I do like the fact that, you know, the narrator of the song kind of is a celebrity just because they are a clone. I mean, you think about it. If there really were a person or two people that were clones, just how much attention they would be getting, you know, when they cloned the sheep <laughs> and whatever, how much attention right. they got. Imagine they actually cloned human beings, like how much attention <laughs> they would get. You know, they'd be on every talk show. They'd be celebrities. So I think he hit that part on the head. And my favorite line in the song is how he can send himself for pizza. It just if I had a clone, I would send him out for pizza every single night. Of course. No, I, I like the song too. Yeah. It's a good song. I feel like um I don't get me wrong, I love every song on the album, but I think I would like the song a little more if it was probably done to the Tommy James and the Shondells version. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me. I don't know how it would sound, but I, I like that version better than Tiffany's version in my opinion. But um yeah, no, it's a great song. It's funny. Yeah, I went back and I listened to the Tommy James and the Shondells version for the probably the first time I've ever heard it, you know, to prepare for this. And I actually would agree with you on that one. I thought that his version was a lot better than Tiffany's version. And Tiffany's version was obviously very 1980s. And right. you yeah. know, she's a product of the 1980s. And, you know, the music video for hers is, again, like stereotypical 1980s music video. She's dancing around in a in a mall for heaven's sake, you know, so (laughs) you don't, you know, you don't get much more eighties than that, but yeah, I I would agree with you. I think that it would have been pretty neat to hear uh, Al do a parody of the original uh, Tom James and the Chantel's version. Yeah. It's a great song. Well, I hope Al's listening. He's getting many assignments out of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to have Al redo uh, even worse, which is all of our suggestions. Even horrible. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We even gave him an album title. Yes. All right. Um, All right. Let's, uh, Angel, let's give us your number three. My number three. Well, uh, I have number three. uh, Melanie. like I said before, I like the vocals and the harmonies. And I, you guys mentioned it was an original song, but I've, I've heard from time to time that he he kind of did it like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't know if that's actually true. I mean, I feel like he kind of sounds like Tom Petty just a tad bit. But uh, no, uh, this song is fantastic. Like, it's very demented. It's very nice rock sound, but it's the lyrics are just insane. <laughs> like you said, he effectively kills himself, so the continuity is a little off. But I think that's what makes. <laughs> I think that's what makes it funny in a way. You know, I may be dead, but hey, I still love you no matter what, even if I'm dead. So I think, I think that's why. Like that just makes the song very funny, and it's. It's, I think it's one of his best songs in his whole catalog, in, in my opinion. Great. Well, I obviously agree. It's, you know, my number five, but uh, we're going to have to fight Dave since it was only an honorable mention for him. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, it's an honorable mention. And it, ju- it just, and again, that one just barely made it. It was, it was very interchangeable with my number five, stuck in a closet with Vanna White. So I can be convinced, possibly, right. to put right. this one on, depending on how the rest of the list falls out. All right. All right. I would have loved to heard this live too. You know, it would have been fun. Yeah, I got to hear it on the Vanity tour. Yeah, the Vanity tour it was just—it was great. And and then also the thing to mention for Melanie is the amazing poster art from the Strings Attached tour. You know that poster art with the the cat with the mohawk and <laughs> the mohawk. Yes, <laughs> great, great poster art for that that song. I got the Twinkie Wiener sandwich poster for mine, so that, that was pretty cool too. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, Dave, what is your number three? Well, we already discussed my number three. My number three is Twister. Twister, wow. Again, I just think it's such a fun, happy, upbeat song, and I just love that fact that it it's not only a style parody of the Beastie Boys, but it is also a cover of a 1960s commercial. See, you're surprised that I had, I think I'm a clone now at three. I'm surprised you had Twister at three. <laughs> <laughs> well, my list is going to be controversial. It's, it's going to get It's going to get even more interesting after this. It's going to get even worse, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> well, not even worse, in my opinion. It's going to get more controversial. <laughs> it's what our, it's our, what our listeners expect from me, a very controversial top five list. Now, uh, my one and two have not been mentioned yet. Have either of your one and twos been mentioned yet for you guys? Nope. No, neither of my one and twos have been mentioned either. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will uh, rip the Band-Aid off, and I'm going to say my number two is Good Old Days. Nice. That's my number two. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine what Dave's number two is going to be. Uh... <laughs> well, I'll let you know it's not Good Old Days, okay. but I want to hear why you two think that Good Old Days should sit at number two. I'll start. What I love about good old days is if you're not listening to the lyrics, it just sounds like a really nice song. And when you listen to the lyrics, you know, you're hearing about rats (laughs) being tortured. You're hearing about, you know, this guy's face being bashed in, you know, this woman being left to die in the desert. It's such a dark and twisted song. It's one of the most dark and twisted Weird Al songs. And it's just, it's so awesome and another one that getting to hear it live for the first time on the vanity tour was just so incredible yeah i agree uh i've often joked and i think other people have joked too if this would be james taylor's best song if he wrote it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and i do like james taylor so it was great and you know i remember i saw like i think on youtube there's a music video of him and his band just you know, singing the harmonies to the song, you know, they just sound wonderful. And when I play it for people, it it starts off as a nice sounding, you know, guitar <laughs> folk rock song. <laughs> all of a sudden you hear, I spend all day in the basement torturing rats with a hacksaw and pulling the wings <laughs> off of flies. <laughs> people just take a double turn and like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> It's a nice sounding song, but it's very dark and it is one of his darkest songs in his whole catalog. So it, the lyrics are great and it's, it's just out of this world. <laughs> and then leaving the girl to die in the desert is just, oh man, he still, he still hears his screams. <laughs> sweet Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sweet Michelle. So Dave, good old days is not on your list at all. Yeah, you know what? But I don't fault you two guys for having good old days on your list. It was a tough choice to leave it off of my list as well. I, I do enjoy the song very much. And hearing it in concert on the Vanity Tour was, was, again, one of those things where you hear it in concert and you like the song so much better. You know, every time I heard it, it grew on me. And it, it is a great song. Musically sounds wonderful. You know, like you said, if you're just listening to the song, you know, and, and you're kind of tuning out the lyrics a little bit, it sounds like it could be on the radio, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't, you wouldn't flinch on it. And it does start out you know, very peaceful and calm. You know, dad's going fishing. Mom's, you know, cooking some, you know, apple something pie. in the kitchen, apple pie, yeah. you know. And meanwhile, this this kid, he's down in the basement just torturing rats and pulling wings off of flies. So, you know, to me... Um, to me, I realize that, you know, the joke, the joke about it, you know, but, you know, anything that kind of tortures animals or, or hurts animals, even in like a joking way, I'm just not a, a big fan of that. So that, that, that turned me off a little bit. Uh, but and that's probably why I like it. You're okay with the, the guy's list. face getting bashed in and his <laughs> store being set on fire, but killing a fly, <laughs> it's too far. <laughs> I don't know if he actually 
actually kills the fly. He just that's tortures true. them and pulls the wings <laughs> off. That's true. Yeah, he's, what's worse? <laughs> that's probably worse. <laughs> it leaves yeah, the thing alive. It can't, it's, you can't even call it a fly at that point. It's just a walk. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I mean that that kind of set me wrong, and it also you know it kind of just reminded me it, this was a an album that I had listened to for the very first time with my cousin. He had actually had it, and he had uh, made a copy of it for me, a bootleg copy on cassette. And I've since gotten it on you know legitimately. So don't come after me. <laughs> You've you since know. got it on uh, every possible version on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I do have this album on cassette as well, so it's all good. <laughs> but so I mean, it, this song does have a lot of memories uh, listening to with my cousin it was very hard to leave off my list i don't fault you guys for putting it on the list at all dave i'm looking at the songs that are left that haven't been mentioned by us and i'm very interested (laughs) to hear what your number two is well like i said my number two is going to be very controversial and i'm not going to give it away just yet but i have absolutely no reason to like this song i have absolutely no reason you know no personal connection to this song at all um (laughs) why why i like this song so much it's just such a fun song, and I just I love the live aspect to it. I think that's why I really like the music to this song, the song Alimony. I just wow. it just is when that song comes on. Like I have no connection to it. You know, I've never been in a situation where I've had to pay anybody <laughs> alimony. I've never been divorced. You know, I'm happily married. You know, I've never been. I never really have any family members that have ever been you know divorced or had to pay any kind of alimony. So I just have no no personal connection to this song. You know, I don't really understand alimony and how that works or anything but i just think it's a fun song you know the fact that he's uh you know it's got this live live vibe to it. it's the only song other than maybe another one rides the bus on an al album that is performed as if it was live so it, it's kind of unique and it's it's something that i wish you know if al does you know eventually put out a song ever again that he does you know consider doing something live like that even though it's like a fake live you know right. it's recorded in the <laughs> studio but to sound live but something like that just had a, a really cool sound to it and i just like the kind of the really silly the rhymes in it where he's trying to rhyme alimony he rhymes it with telephony i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> lawyers call me on the telephony you know it's, it's just it's just really funny it's, it's odd and it's just how like uh this poor person you know kind of uh gets taken for everything that he possibly could get taken for you know it's just this guy's down on his luck but yet he's singing this upbeat you know you know music song right. <laughs> and i do i do like the call back to one of al's very uh early songs off of his first album and you know he's done demos for them prior to that there's a call back to the checks in the mail in there so it's pretty cool that that he does call back that song. Again, I I don't understand why I like this song so much. <laughs> you know, I do, and I really enjoy it. And I, every time it comes on, I get excited, I get happy. So that's why Alimony made number two on my list. It made number two onto your list. <laughs> no, it made number two on my I know, list. Just making a joke. I have to imagine that we're all going to say the same thing for number one. I have to imagine, and if we don't. <laughs> I'm going to be very concerned for you guys. Uh, <laughs> so maybe on three, maybe we can all just say what our number one track uh, is. I feel like I feel like it might be different from yours. We'll see. Really? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Ethan and I are on the same page with this one. I, I haven't seen Ethan's list, but I have a feeling that I know what he's going to say. Yeah. Here. So I'd like to hear, since, since Angel thinks he's, he, he might have something different, I'd like to hear what Angel thinks number one is. I agree. Um, well, my number one song song is <laughs> velvet elvis whoa um, whoa was not expecting yeah, that <laughs> not at all really <laughs> no i i um i really really love this song um it's i like you know i like the beat and i like how he emulates the police really really well um and uh and because of this song i actually have a velvet elvis uh, it's hanging up in my uh, room. It's a black velvet Elvis. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I have a I have a velvet Elvis as well. I don't have it hanging up, but I do have a velvet Elvis as well. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I'm so happy that you have a velvet Elvis. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it because of the song. I was like, why do you want a velvet Elvis? Well, you know, Weird Al has this song. And um, this is not a knock on Al at all because I, I have talked about this song on a previous podcast, but I have said that this song to me is not actually a really funny song. It's just you know it's actually a really good sounding song where you know he's talking about how much he loves his painting you know and i feel like that's a good you know song 
subject. You can see it being a serious song, is what you're saying. Yeah, it could be a serious song. I feel like you can play it on the radio. And I play this song a lot for like you know, like my friends who don't listen to Al at all, and they actually, you know, they rock out to it. You know, the the production of the song, the different, you know, how it has that period in the song where like there's a bunch of instruments playing and it's all crazy you know they're like wow this guy can really produce really well you know and it's one of those songs i try to play for people that don't like al and they kind of like okay this this the beat sounds cool and it sounds nice and you know it's it's really good i can only imagine what your guys' number one though is <laughs> well yeah well musically yes velvet elvis is a great song musically it sounds wonderful i mean i do have the connection to you know being nicknamed elvis which you know definitely makes it tough for me not to include velvet elvis somewhere on my list um i do own a velvet elvis i do mm-hmm. own a lot of a lot of elvis you know memorabilia a lot of elvis stuff i actually if you guys uh have seen the headline news music video there's an elvis yeah. hanging in the background a tapestry it's it it kind of looks like a velvet elvis but in reality it's just a tapestry i actually coincidentally own a tapestry that looks exactly like the one that's hanging in the headline news music video Very so it's not the one from the music video but you know it it is the same exact design so i was like oh i have that when i first saw the headline music video but i know i was trying to make it be a velvet elvis for the music video so yeah i mean that was uh again you know um there are a couple really good lyrics in this, you know, like is big enough to cover up the hole in the wall. I mean, that, that is just such a classic lyric in this. The song. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is a good song. I, I do enjoy it. I'm surprised, you know, it, it's number one on, on someone's list, but you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I guess we're, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to hash that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. All right. Well, there's only two songs left that we haven't touched on on yes. this album yet. Um, one of them is this song's just six words long, and the other one is fat. So I think together uh, we <laughs> should say what our what our number one is, Ethan. All right. Well, ob- <laughs> out of those two songs, obviously we both chose this song's just six words long. No, <laughs> fat. Of course, fat. Fat is number no, one. Fat. Of course, fat. Fat is fat. number one. <laughs> Angel, how did you not pick fat? It's number one. It's in my honorable mention. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I think Dave and I are going to be fighting for uh, high placement of fat. I have to say, fat is one of my all-time favorite songs, not just on this album, but in the entire history of Al's career. It is just such a funny song. The video is so funny. Seeing it live, this is my favorite song to see performed live. I love the gags. I love, you know punching santa in the face and the teeth <laughs> flying out i love when he jumps and then jim and steve also jump in the shockwave and i love doing that from the audience as well it is just it's such a funny song i love it it was no question when i was putting this list together this was my number one yeah it was probably the easiest choice on the list for me as well i mean it's, it's not too much more you need to say other than it's fat you know it, it, that's why it deserves to be number one in my opinion yeah um again the concert the concert interaction the audience participation love the part you know when when you know the shockwave causes the audience to bounce you know you can tell who's been to a concert right. before and who, who knows when to participate you know you, you know the fact that you know he comes out with a with a hoe a gardening instrument for when he's yelling ho you know it's just it's a, it's just and the costume itself you know just the great fat suit that you know he he like he recreates the 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 music video where it up on stage you know down to like every buckle you know yeah. pretty much yeah so it, it's it's just it's a great costume and concert it's a great great you know when the and he comes out and he does that song and he often leaves it to the end of the concert um the, the last song before uh the you know the break, you know, before the encore, uh, he often leaves it for that. And it's because it's such an audience favorite and just the audience erupts when, you know, Al comes out yeah. and does that. <laughs> and again, as we mentioned, I think we mentioned earlier, just the shot by shot, you know, parody from Michael Jackson's bad music video, you know, really, you know, you watch them side by side. It's, it's, it's incredible how much, you know, he parodies the original music video on that, you know, and of course the video itself, it won a Grammy. I mean, you can't Mm -hmm. argue against that, you know, I guess the only thing that would be kind of uh, controversial about it now would be that it's, it's a little bit, you know, harsh to uh, overweight people, but Mm. in general, I think, I think they, you know, and I'm, I'm not overweight, so I'm not qualified to, to say this, but I think in general, um, people kind of think of it as a little bit of an anthem, you know, rather than an insult. Yeah, I, I, I would say 
you know, whereas a song like Toothless People is kind of like negative towards people who are toothless. This is not super <laughs> negative towards people who are fat. I, I think it's more just kind of, you know, yeah, like you said, like an anthem. I don't think it's negative. I think he's more ce- just celebrating it and saying, yeah. hey, you know, this is I'm just embracing it and I'm just going to go out and do all these things. And this is what this is what it means to be overweight. Yeah. And I don't know too many people that can take up seven rows. So, you know, that's just- <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it's just an exaggeration. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have said all of our top fives, and this song's just six words long. The only song on the album that none of us chose. (laughs) I feel so bad for that song. It's a great song. Well, like I said, I think I'd like it better if it was with Tommy James and Shondell's version. I'd probably put that in the top five. See, I love this song too, and, and it was—it is kind of hard to leave it off the list. But you know, with all the other choices on the list, you know, I, I just had to to kind of leave it off. For me, you know, what it, I like about this song is how it kind of breaks the fourth wall. You know, he's kind of talking about you know writing about writing a song. Right. It's a meta song. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's kind of a meta song. I guess. Yeah, that's the right way to put it. it it's a lot of fun. My issue with it is that this song's just six words long only works because there's an apostrophe s in the title but as he yeah. actually sings it he says this song is just six words right. long the way that he he does the apostrophe s he, he's pretty much saying is it turns out it's seven words in a convoluted way you know he, he kind of stretches out the s. continuity yeah, error just, <laughs> continuity error again left it off the list write that down now <laughs> you kind of think about it like he could be referencing this song's just six words long mean the original song got my mind set on you is only <laughs> six words long but it's it's such a stretch you really gotta you gotta kind of forget the fact that he's saying seven words in order for it to make sense so for me it was the continuity error that that bumped it off the list for me <laughs> it's funny <laughs> all right well now we have the impossible task of figuring out the definitive top five tracks on even worse I think before we get to that, we should kind of go through our list and and just summarize where we each are. Good idea. Okay, so we should each share our top five list in order. Ethan, why don't you start us off with your number five down through number one? Okay, so my number five was Melanie. My number four was Lasagna. My number three was I Think I'm a Clone Now. My number two was Good Old Days. And my number one was Fat. All right, and then my number five was Twister. And number four, I had You Make Me... Number three, add Melanie. Number two is Good Old Days. And number one is Velvet Elvis. My number five was Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White. My number four was Lasagna. My number three was Twister. My number two, Alimony. And number one, rounding off the top, Fat. What I think is really interesting, there is no song that across the board we all three put in our top five. There are a couple where two of us did. But yeah. for the most part, this is a very separate album for us. So I think this is going to make it very difficult for us to come to an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where we hunker down and we get serious. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but all top five of my songs are usually like style parodies, with the exception of probably Twister. So I guess I don't really have any song parodies directly in my top five. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Twister's a style parody of the Beastie Boys. No, I meant like uh, I don't think there's direct song parodies in my list. Oh, you, they're all style parodies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, what it shows that that we all chose different songs is how diverse this this actual album is, and how you know how difficult it is putting together a top five list yeah. when you have three totally different opinions. Mm-hmm. For sure, for <laughs> sure. Now, you know, looking at our rankings, um, you know, I, I think in the past when we've done this, Dave, we we definitely try to give extra weight when someone feels something is a number one and seeing that two of us have the same number one. I'm not just saying this cause it's, you know, also my number <laughs> one, but the fact that we both have fat as our number one, I would argue that that should be number one on the definitive list. Is that something you'd be willing to do angel? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, if you guys have both number one is fat and you know, I'm not gonna argue with that. That's, that's a great song. So you can, you can put that as number one. I, I have no problem with that. And how do you feel, Dave? Well, I feel that because it is number one on my list, it should get extra weight and it should be number one. <laughs> and it is track one. So, okay. So we have decided the number one track on Even Worse is Fat. And now the hard part comes in. <laughs> so me and you, Ethan, have good old days at number two, I believe. Yes. 
So, <laughs> you know, that, that has some extra weight. If you have alimony, you're the only person to have alimony on the list. <laughs> but, Angel, you also have Velvet Elvis as your number one. So it's starting to get very complicated. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough because Velvet Elvis is not on any of our lists either. I mean, I guess we should kind of think about the songs that we that some of us do have in common. Um, I know that myself and Ethan had Lasagna at number four. Right. Um, Ethan and Angel both had Melanie at uh, number five and number three, respectively. And Good Old Days, you both had at number two also. And uh, Twister, yes. I had, along with Angel, as number three and number five, respectively. So there are a few songs on the list where we even though haven't exactly matched the numbers and all three of us don't agree that they should be on the list, they are on the list. Uh, so we may want to focus on, on those. There are exactly five songs that have <laughs> <laughs> at least two people with it on their list, interestingly enough. So I don't know if we want to use that as reasoning to include them on the top five. Yeah, and just to summarize again, those, those four songs that we haven't already uh, talked about are Lasagna, Melanie, Twister, and Good Old Days. So if we went with just those four to round off the top five, that means, Angel, you'd be losing your number one, and Dave, you'd be losing your number two. And I'd be losing my number three, which is not as weighty as a, a one or a two. So <laughs> I, I, I would say... I think you guys need to start arguing for Velvet Elvis and Alimony, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can be, I can see an argument for Velvet Elvis. I have a feeling it's going to be a long uphill battle to get Alimony past you two. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think between the two, I would pick Velvet Elvis. Not to say I have anything against Alimony. I just would choose Velvet Elvis as the song I prefer more. I like the ending of the song too, you know, where he's like Velvet Elvis. You know, that's like, you know, that's like, that's a pretty cool sounding part of the song. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I like the song for its music. So, you know, being a music guy myself, you know, I just appreciate how much production goes into it with all the different sounds. So, that's that's why I have it up there. So, uh, and I like Billy Idol too. Me and him share the same birthday. So, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I do have it in. <laughs> Your birthday twin. I mean, come on. How can you not put that song on the list? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so if we, if we throw Velvet Elvet into the mix, I mean, then we, we've got a, a nice round uh, five that we have to then narrow down to four and then rank. Of those songs, there's only one parody in there, Lasagna, and that both made it uh, number four on my list and your list, Ethan. Right. So, I mean, if we do want to get another parody into, into here, we could... Um, possibly rank lasagna towards you know the bottom of the list. I wouldn't say it's a number two just because it's right. uh, on the list, but uh, that's a thing. That's something we can look into. I would argue good old days because Angel and I both had it at number two for number <laughs> two. I don't know how you feel about that one though, Dave, because it's not on your list. Again, musically, uh, it's a it's a good song. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's tough. It, you know, it does bring back memories, like I said, of. Uh, of, you know, sitting and listening to that song with my cousin, you know, down in his basement while we were torturing rats with hacksaws right. and pulling wings off of flies. Right. So, as we all um, did as know. a child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could see an argument for having good old days on the list. I could see an argument for having Melanie on the list. I would be comfortable with having those as well as Velvet Elvis on the list if we needed to. Mm. Mm. What are you thinking, Angel? What do you think we could do for number two? Yeah, like you said, you and I both had it at number two. But if, I mean, we could probably lower it, I guess, if, you know, to down lower because you guys have lasagna both together, but you and I have Melanie. I think I think what I'm seeing this the trend here is since you guys have good old days as number two, we, we should put that as number two. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean, we both feel strongly that fat's number one we both you guys both feel strongly that good old days is number two we should put that on there yeah i would say that that that's uh fair and again it's not that i don't dislike the song it's just i like other songs better right yeah all right well it sounds like are we all in agreement good old days is number two that's fine yeah yep all right three more to go and so many songs <laughs> to choose from <laughs> well at least we know this song's just six words long is not making the list. <laughs> That's the one shining light in this conversation is that yeah, we have one great. song we don't have to think about. Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White 
Dave, you had that at five. You Make Me, Angel, you had that at four. I think I'm a clone now. I had that at three. Alimony, Dave, you had it two. And Velvet Elvis, Angel, you had it one. So those represent five songs that only one of us even put in our top five, which is, like we said, maybe less weight than songs that we had agreed on. Sounds tough. I feel like I'm willing to concede. I think I'm a clone now. You know, you guys don't have it ranked at all. It's my number three. I knew going into it that that was going to be a controversial choice. I'm okay foregoing I think I'm a clone now. If you guys want to choose a song that you can forego. Again, you know, again, I, I knew that Alimony was going to be a controversial choice as well. I just, I didn't expect that it would be on any of your lists. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I, you know, I just, I just felt that I, I just enjoy that song when it comes on a lot. You know, I realize it's, it's an uphill battle to, to get that song into the top five. I'm willing to concede Alimony in exchange for uh, some of these other songs. Do you guys have You Make Me on your list or no, right? No, you you're the only one with you make me. Yeah, I can I can concede that. That's that's okay. fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're making some progress at least. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to come up with our number three, and we have six choices. Just <laughs> 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 better than nothing. <laughs> We've all conceded one of our top fives. If we're looking at songs that we have in common it's lasagna melanie and twister mm. of those three songs i would i don't know that i had oh i, I would probably oh well, i did have lasagna on my list uh, as number four which is an average of where melanie is for you guys five and three right Again, if you guys, if we averaged uh, Twister together, where I had a three and Angel had a five, that also comes out to a mm, four. You're right. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I sort of want to put put an offer out on the table. Velvet Elvis is Angel's number one. I feel like it has to make the top five, so I would put out there the Velvet Elvis. I would be okay with it being at number five, but I don't think I would want it any higher than that. So you guys tell me what you think of that. Well... I obviously wouldn't mind it either. <laughs> well, it's not as high up as you'd want. No, but it's uh, it's it's everybody would it's top five. So, how do you feel about that, Dave? I mean, I feel a good. I feel pretty good about that as well. You know, putting that on the list since Angel, it obviously is Angel's number one song. Um, so then, like, if we agree, then we still just have to find three and four, which is it's going to be tough. But I, I think let's let's put Velvet Elvis at number five on the definitive list. All right, if we put Velvet Elvis at number five, then we can uh, we'd have to knock off Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White because that was also number five. So that since that only made number five on my list and not number five on either of your list, it shouldn't make higher than number five on the cumulative list. Works for me. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why we have three people working on trying to put together a top five list because uh, not everyone's opinions are always going to match up. Right. So we have two spots left. We have three and four. And of the ones that have not been chosen or conceded, we have Lasagna, Melanie, and Twister. It's going to be tough. Yeah, well, as Dave pointed out, those all average to (laughs) number four. So now we just have to figure out (laughs) which one gets higher. I will point out that, Dave, you did mention Melanie was an honorable mention for you. So I would weight that a little bit higher than Lasagna and Twister, and I would recommend Melanie for number three. I mean, if we put Melanie at number three, then I would have to have probably Twister as number four. Yeah, I have Twister as five for me. So we would lose Lasagna, is what you're saying? Yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, I, I Melanie could be number three. I think that's a fair ranking for Melanie. Uh, as far as lasagna and twister it's really going to be a toss-up because uh they're both average out to four the two people yeah. both had them on yeah. their list <laughs> twister as a three and one had twister as a five and two people had lasagna as fours so it's <laughs> that's really almost we should flip a coin for that well, i would say <laughs> in all fairness my number one and two made the list angels one and two made the list your number two dave did not make the list so your number three is Twister. So if we put Melanie at three, I'd be okay with losing Lasagna and putting Twister, which wasn't on my list, at number four. That sounds fair. <laughs> How do you feel about sure. that, Dave? I think we should wrap this up. Maybe this is easier than we thought. Okay, so if we agree, <laughs> then our top five definitive tracks on Even Worse would be number one, Fat, number two, Good Old Days, number three, Melanie, 
number four, Twister, and number five, Velvet Elvis. Do you guys agree with that? Man, three of my songs made it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good old days might be a little bit too high for me, but I mean, in the interest of everybody, you know, coming up with a definitive top five, it sounds pretty fair. The rest of the songs uh, definitely rank out how I feel they should. Are we in agreement somehow? <laughs> <laughs> with an asterisk next to good old okay, days, okay. I would I would agree to the list. <laughs> well, do you want to... Is there any reason where we should move good old days lower? Is that something that you want to put out there, Dave? Personally, with that list, I would switch good old days with uh, Melanie. I think Melanie's a little stronger than good old days. And, of course, Melanie was performed live in concert on more than one tour. I think good old days was only performed on the Vanity Tour. And the other positive to Melanie is that it made all of our lists in that it was an honorable mention for you, Dave. Right. And again, my honorable mention was, like I said, the honorable mention was a uh, was up until right before we started recording, it was number five on my list. And it you know, just got bumped down because of the continuity error where, you know, the, the poor narrator is dead, <laughs> still, how, still somehow singing. <laughs> I would be OK with it if you're OK with it, Angel. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Bumping good old days to three and Melanie up to two. I'm OK with that. Me too. Especially since Dave lost his number two. Oh, yeah, I love both songs. So. <laughs> Sweet. All right, so let's go through our final list. The definitive top five we're putting in stone. We're getting it etched right now. Um, Ethan's getting it <laughs> tattooed on his forehead as we speak. That's right. Number one. <laughs> Great. The definitive top five list as decided by Dave, Ethan, and Angel. Fat is in at number one. Number two, Melanie. Number three, Good Old Days. Number four, Twister. And number five, Velvet Elvis. I feel good about that. I really do. I, I think if if someone handed me even worse and they said, you can only listen to these five tracks, you know, yes, I would be missing. I think I'm a clone now and Lasagna and all the other ones. But I think that's a great representation of the album. I feel good about that. Yeah, I think so as well. I think if you were to only play five songs off the album for somebody, that would give them a good idea of what is exactly on this album. Yeah, it's a great album <laughs> and <a> great songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we've done it. We somehow have done it. Angel, thank you so much for joining us for this very important episode where we discuss even worse. And hopefully you had a good time. Hopefully you're not offended that we didn't have Velvet Elvis on our lists. No, I'm, not. Still I'm, sponsor I'm just glad us. it wasn't 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might have been a little like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hang up on you when you said Velvet Elvis. So. <laughs> and Dave and I both have Velvet Elvises, so that's pretty cool too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I need to get one. I really, I really want... A Velvet Alvis. I really want to get Al painted on Velvet. I've gone as far as actually getting it priced out by a Velvet artist, and I'm not at the point of actually buying it yet because it is quite expensive for a custom <laughs> Velvet artwork, but hopefully one day I will have both Al and Elvis covering up various holes in my walls. <laughs> Well, guys, we, we somehow did it. We came up with the definitive top five. Nobody's allowed to argue with us. Nobody can debate. It's just, it's not open for discussion. This is definitive. This is final. Angel, thank you so much for joining us for this. It was really a blast. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, we always, you know, when, when we mention your generous sponsorship on the podcast, we mention your son, David Cash. That is such an interesting name. Where did you come up with David Cash? Well, uh... Like I said in the episode, I'm all I'm a huge music guy. I listen to a lot of music, and I'm also uh, I like Johnny Cash a lot. You know, his, mm -hmm. his music is great. So I just decided to name his middle name Cash, and I think it just has a nice sound to it. I don't want to name his middle name like David Weird Al, or <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> or David Yankovic. Oh, that actually does sound pretty. <laughs> good <laughs> david elvis could have worked david Vel yeah david velvet elvis yeah no, no. or david mccartney i don't know right <laughs> but i thought cash sounded good yeah cash is just such a it's cool yeah yeah thank yeah. you yeah no it's a great 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 sound to it i feel like yeah the great the great johnny cash a great great songwriter great musician absolutely i don't know if al has done 
any Johnny Cash stuff. Do you guys know? No, not to my knowledge. He has not mm-hmm. ever covered or parodied any any Johnny Cash songs. So there's another one for you, for Al, for uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's your homework. <laughs> when you do your uh, even more horrible album, you know, when you yeah. do the remake of Even Worse, throw on there a polka of Johnny Cash songs. <laughs> So great. That'd be interesting. We want to give a huge shout out to David Cash. Thanks for your support, David. Angel, thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast, your love of Weird Al and music. And it was really a blast getting to chat with you and come up with this definitive list together. Oh, yeah. I love talking about this with you guys. Like I said, nobody in my circle or friends or family don't listen to Al. So it's it's nice to talk Weird Al with two big super fans, especially especially one who's responsible for the star on the Walk of Fame. So that, that's pretty it's pretty cool. So I, I hope Al listens to this episode one day. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. That was so much fun. Thank you so much to Angel Valenzuela for joining us for the definitive top five songs on Even Worse. Now, after part one aired, we asked our listeners to send us their personal top five list, and boy, did you guys deliver. Yes. I had so much fun reading through everyone's top five lists and figuring out who was going to be excited and who was going to be disappointed with our definitive list. (laughs) (laughs) I was really surprised just how much variation there was from list to list. I mean, no one had the exact same list, and no one had the exact same list as us either. Yeah, that's true. There are also some surprises on the list that everyone submitted in that not one list that was submitted picked either Alimony or Twister. And both of those were on yours, and Twister was also on Angels, so that's really surprising. And also surprising, although maybe not that surprising, but the song Melanie, that was the most popular choice, and that appeared on all but one list that was submitted. Wow, good thing that made our list. (laughs) Now, we had Frank crunch some numbers, do some math, and giving weight to each person's rankings, we determined what our listeners would have said if they had to determine a top five. Coming in at number one, our listeners put Melanie as the top choice. Number two was Good Old Days. Number three was You Make Me. Number four was Fat. And number five was I Think I'm a Clone Now. Nice try, everyone, but you are wrong. Have an issue? Take it up with us on group.2000inch.com or give us a call 347-SPATULA. We can't wait to hear how wrong you are. Back at Alcon 98, Bermuda mentioned that there had been plans for a polka on the Even Worse album based off of the music of the band U2. Well, obviously, it didn't make the album, and there's not a lot of information out there about it, which is one of the reasons why we didn't mention it. But hopefully we will get to hear the whole story one day. Now, also on part one, we mentioned that Lasagna was the only recent parody in which Al didn't ask permission because it was a traditional folk song. Our good friend Blair Freeman pointed out to us that the estate of Richie Valens had actually approached Al about that after the fact and that Al agreed to some kind of financial settlement. Thank you, Blair. That is news to both of us. And you can be assured that our intern, Frank, will be properly reprimanded for not thoroughly researching this song and bringing this important detail to our attention. Each week, we can bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Brito Brito, Angel Valenzuela, and his son, David Cash, Jackson Scoggins, and all of our amazing Patreon supporters like Spencer, Richard, and so many more. Revenue from our incredible supporters on patreon.com slash 2000 inch is how we can afford to continue doing what we love, which is making fantastically fun, funny, and family friendly Weird Al podcasts for you each and every week. We absolutely appreciate your consideration in joining our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. Another way to support the podcast is to pick up and wear merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast merchandise shop. Head on over to shop.2000inch.com for t-shirts, bags, mugs, and more. Recently, we were thrilled to see a photo of our friend Dana chilling with an official Gil and Chillo after a long day of work. Keep those awesome pictures coming in. Find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and please join our Facebook group by heading to group.2000inch.com for episode discussions and other fun exclusive content. 
Don't forget to tag Weird Al or podcast-related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill and follow at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voicemail on our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message on the air. The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. You already know where to find us, but do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or the podcast app of your choice and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss our brand new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks again to this week's guest, Angel Valenzuela, and also thanks to Kelly Phillips, Christian Portwine, and all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone who makes this episode and our podcast possible. You know, Dave, I was just goofing with it earlier. I know that October 23rd is Al's birthday. You know, Al Leiter, former left-hand pitcher, two-time All-Star, three-time world champion, Roberto Clemente Award winner, he pitched a no-hitter, 3.80 ERA, 1,974 lifetime strikeouts, pitched for the Yankees, Blue Jays, Mets, Marlins. You know, he's got a really cool haircut. He talks on TV. You know, he is probably a fan of Weird Al. He's just in that right age group. He just kind of has that look. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Out Podcast, Episode 77 Inch, voted favorite podcast of 2032 by Time Traveler's Monthly Magazine. He had actually had it and he had uh, made a copy of it for me, a bootleg copy on cassette. And I've since gotten it on, you know, legitimately. So don't come after me. <laughs> You've you since know. got it on uh, every possible version on Earth. <laughs> <laughs>